All right, listen up. This is the Prime to Rise podcast. We are here to redefine education. Well, how do we do that? We prime you to bring value. We prime you to take advantage of opportunities. We prime you to rise up the ranks in your career. My name is Ike. I am your host. You can follow me at don't tread on Ike on Instagram. We also have my guy Chris here. You can follow him at Shine On. I will tag him in the posts. And of course, we have Ty, the video guy, our producer and beats master. There is one more thing before we dive in. We do have a student loan and budget calculator available on the website. Go check that out at prime2rise.com. That's prime, the number two, rise.com. Go find out what the return on investment is for your education. We have one question today. What does it mean to get educated? There seems to be a notion or a theory out there that education is not for everybody just because people don't want to go to college. That is false. Education is for everybody. The question really is, what does education look like? And more importantly, what does it cost, right? So however much it's going to cost, you should get a return on that investment. So how do you do that? You go to prime2rise.com. That's prime, the number two, rise.com. You go check out this student loan and budget calculator, and that's exactly what we're going to run you through right now. Um, everybody talks about going to college for certain majors, um, what's a good major, making six figures a year coming out versus going into the trades because the trades is a noble thing and we're losing the ability to work with our hands. Well, there's a lot of other careers that are in construction. There's architecture, engineering, construction management. You can be a project manager. There's business development people, executives. There's all kinds of things in there, right? And for some of those jobs, a lot of people go to college. For some of those jobs, a lot of people go in the trades. The important thing is, Again, what does the investment cost and what are you going to get out of it? So let's dive in to that tool that we have right now. So student loan calculator. Chris, you still paying student loans? Nope. Not paying student loans. How many people, we're both, what, 32? Or we're both in our early 30s, right? Yep, 30. How many people do you know still paying student loans? Pretty good amount, actually. Most... Most of my friends are still paying student loans, and they will be for the foreseeable future. And I feel like most people are paying those because of the interest rates, and they may or may not have understood what an interest rate was when they first came out. Yeah. Did you 18? get that at 18 years old? No. I'm fortunate I didn't have to pay for college myself. I went to state school here. I got a cut. My parents covered it, had the low tuition in state, all that kind of stuff. I'm very thankful for that. But- most of my friends are still paying some form of, so you know, free loan. education is the best education, right? Especially because yeah. the return technically is infinite when you divide tuition by starting salary, yeah. right? Even better than that would be if you got paid to get educated, right? So there's no interest rate there, yep. right? And we're talking about going to trade school or an apprenticeship or something like that, but we'll cover that later. So when you look online, you will find that They'll tell you that the average student loan rate is about 6.54%. They'll tell you that a lot of people can get interest rates at 4.99%. But basically what a student interest uh, a loan interest rate is, is the amount of money that you're going to get charged for, for using that money. So if you take out a loan for $100,000, you're going to pay a percentage above and beyond that $100,000 every year until it's paid off. That's how they make their money. Right, So your loan is for $100,000. By the time 30 years goes by, you're going to pay far more than $100,000 to get rid of that loan. Okay, So what's the highest student loan that you've ever heard of? I, I At some point, I heard 14%, but 
I, I don't know how, I think this average that you have 6.54 here, that makes more sense. It's kind of hard to calculate too, because I've talked to people who have multiple student loans from different years, and then they have these portals that combine them and try to do average and consolidation. So even on top of this, it's, it's kind of even more confusing than this. So for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to operate under the assumption that we have a 4.99% interest rate because that's the lowest one that I can find online. Okay. So 4.99 over 30 years will cost you. And we're going to say 30 years because when you find out about how much this costs, you're going to want the lowest monthly payment per, right? So that means that you have to extend it out over a longer period of time, which will of course cost you more money, but that's usually the strategy people go with. So 30-year loan, you'll be paying it into your 50s. A If you have a $20,000 tuition, which would cost you $80,000 over four years, a 4.99 interest rate, you would pay $428.97 a month for your student loans. So call it $430 a month. That is a huge bill. Yeah. That is more than pe a lot of people pay for food. That is more than a lot of people pay for utilities. Okay, just to give you some perspective. And over that 30 years, you will end up paying, again, $20,000 tuition, $80,000 for four years. That'll cost you $154,000 by the time you pay that off. Okay? So that, that is a lot. So how does that yeah. tie into your life, right? So we go over to a life budget. Okay, so now you went to college, you have to pay for it, you're going to be paying for it in, into your 50s, you're also going to pay to live, right? So it's not the only bill you're going to have. So let's operate under the assumption that you don't want to go back to your parents' house, you want to live on your own, and you want to live a decent lifestyle, because that's why we go to college, right? We want to live a decent lifestyle. The average salary for somebody coming out of school is $40,000, for this exercise, we're gonna we're gonna use the fifty thousand dollar mark just to just to prove a point, right? So first things first, income tax. Uncle Sam's coming for money, right? You make fifty thousand dollars, that's gonna be forty one hundred dollars a month that you're gonna get in your check, okay? Uncle Sam's coming to take nine hundred and seventeen dollars from you. Chris and I live in the state of Florida, so that means that uh, the state. Uncle Ron doesn't doesn't come down to get us for state taxes, but if you're in a state like California or Massachusetts, you're paying five, six, seven, thirteen percent additional to that in state tax. And if you're in Manhattan, you're paying, you know, city tax on top I, of that. I want to say it was like two hundred dollars for the year or for the month, but city, there is a city tax out there, and it sucks. So again, let's let's operate under the assumption we're in a we're in Florida, right? So we have no state income tax. What would you say a good rent is for a good apartment? Per person, if you're like 21, let's say if it's just that person, I'll say a thousand bucks because the you're probably going to be living with somebody. Okay. Um, probably no HOA fees. We're not going to pay for bug people. Electric bill. Electric bills are, are pretty steep right now. What do you think? 120, 150? I'm going to say if this is per person, I'm going to say 70 bucks. 70 if you're bucks. Gonna, I, I'm under the assumption okay. you're living with somebody. Water, I'll say forty bucks. Say eighty yeah. divided by two. Cable, Cable thirty. Thirty. Yeah, because it's like a, or actually probably sixty, because it's like a hundred twenty yeah. bucks. Okay. Uh, you got a phone, hundred bucks a month. Yourself, hundred. Okay, Miscell miscellaneous. You got stuff. We won't even go through the miscellaneous stuff, and let's uh, let's assume you don't have a pool. You're not going to ball out with your own pool and stuff like that. You got a car payment, 
right? 300 at least. 300 if you want a decent car, okay? You're not rolling around on a uh, cardboard box on tennis balls. Car insurance for somebody that age, at least 150. That's probably conservative. Okay. And then again, you got you to gotta pay for oil and rotation. We're not even going to put this stuff in. How about gas? We're going to do gas twice a month. 100 bucks? Yeah, 100 bucks. Okay. We got groceries. You're going to feed yourself. We'll say 60 bucks a week. Yeah. Is this per week or month? Um, that's per month. That's a good point. So say 240 bucks. Mm-hmm. We're going to say you're never going to go out to lunch. You're never going to get dinner or coffee or uh, buy yourself medicine or anything like that. <laughs> no medicine. For no you. medicine for you. Um, <laughs> bars and restaurants. We'll see if we can afford that at the end. Um, we also got haircuts. If you want kids, you're going to have to pay for diapers, food, clothes, wipes, medicine, uh, other, you might want to get LifeLock. You might need life insurance, gifts, child expenses, charitable donations, vacations, books. We're not going to do any of that. So right now, we just simply have federal tax, student loan, mortgage, or rent, cable, phone, car payment, groceries, and two tanks of gas. The basics to get by, right? And this so, is like your life is... Perfectly going along. Yeah, th- yeah. You, you haven't had a hiccup. You don't have a you don't have a flat tire. You don't have anything going on yet. No issues. Okay, so your total income is forty one hundred dollars a month. Your total expenses would be thirty four hundred dollars a month. You're coming out with about seven hundred and sixty bucks per month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's go back. That's at a so you went to probably a state school. You got $20,000 $20, in student loans for four years, you're, and you're making $50,000, which is above average for the average college student. You're, you've got $700 a month, $760 a month to play with. Just for perspective, let's say you went to a little more of an expensive school where it was $40,000 a year, especially after books and tuition, I mean, uh, books and housing and yada, yada. Okay, suddenly you're down to 300 bucks a month. Now, remember, you still haven't taken a vacation. You haven't gone to one dinner, anything like that. Say you go up to $50,000, and you'll be shocked at what schools cost $50,000 a year. Okay, now you're down to 100 bucks a month, and it goes from there. Now, there's some state schools that cost that much money. Um, Miami costs that much money. Penn State costs that much money. Ohio State costs that much money. Texas costs that much money. So, again, you, you do not have a lot of wiggle room, and again, that is for an above-average income. So, damn. Can we go back to that, that loan, loan calculator section real quick? So, if you had a $50,000 annual tuition, you don't it's 200 grand for 4 years. You don't start paying it until you leave. In the best case if you pay that 30 year on schedule, you're at 1000 bucks a month. Holy shit. And oh, yeah. 3 <laughs> 386 total over 30 years. Right. So, again, that's if you have a $50,000 tuition and you don't have a scholarship Okay, and you're going for four years. That's going to cost you a thousand dollars a month into your fifties. And instead of paying the two hundred thousand dollars that you think you're taking it out for, you're going to pay three hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. That sucks. You're. That's like yeah. a really nice house in most areas. That's like, it's like indentured servitude, dude. It's <laughs> freaking nuts. Um, it is slavery. It's like slavery your entire life. I mean. Again, I know people that are that are that are still in six figures of debt or two hundred thousand dollars or more, and 
you know, they still got another 20 years left. Yeah. And trying to start families and things. And I mean, $1,000 a month is a lot of money for anybody. So when you want to get that nice house or you envision yourself having a family, you know, going on vacations and going skiing and, you know, stopping to get burgers and fries on the way, you might be getting burgers and fries, but you're not going anywhere outside of your hometown. <laughs> well, this, like, you're not going skiing without going in more debt. Right. You know? Man. Right. Well, and yeah. So you, you either got to know where you want to go so you can make a lot of money and make that back quick and have a real path to that or you're going to be you're going to be fighting for a while. So you know and in this scenario you get $120 extra to spend a month you're probably not going to save it cuz you want to be social, right? And if you're a guy, guess what you're going to have to do? You know, you're going to have to go out to the bars with your friends and if you want to date anybody, you know, most girls out there they they want you to pay for it, right? Especially yeah. if you want to initiate some conversation, you want yeah. to buy somebody a drink, you want to take somebody out to dinner. Um, you want to you want to do anything nice for anybody. $120 a month for the month comes out to about $30 for the weekend, right? That's two drinks in New York, Boston, I, even in Florida, it's like two drinks now. It's getting there now. You're, you're, so you, you get two beers a weekend. Hey, Enjoy I've, them. <laughs> got a beer with your name on. <laughs> Enjoy them. And, and then, uh, you know, after that, you're going to be in debt. And to be honest with you, you know, that money that we threw you for gas and for and for uh, food, you know, you're probably eating a lot of a lot of beans, a lot of ramen noodles still, right? That's not going to end in college. A lot of mac and cheese. Um, and listen, I did it because I, I went to get my master's degree and I, I didn't have a student loan, so I paid it live, right? I mean, I, I literally lived on Walmart chicken and beans for a year. I've been there. It sucks. Yeah. Trust me. It sucks. So let's move on. Let's move on to... Am I crazy? Like, do these schools actually charge this much? So when you go on our student loan calculator, you're going to see two tabs. One's going to be a, you're going to see four tabs. The first one's going to be the loan calc, then the life budget. We just went through those. Then what we have is a third tab that lists out a ton of schools, tuitions, and starting salaries, both for the average graduate of that school. And it also shows what certain majors make when they come out of that specific school for that specific major. Now, when you look at these, my school is the only school that I'm aware of that ever advertised their tuition to starting salary ratio. That is the ratio when you're trying to evaluate the return on investment of going to college. Let me re rephrase that. When you're trying to evaluate the return on investment of your education, because college is not the only education, you need to divide what it costs by what you're going to make when it comes out, right? So when you look at this, you're going to see ratios for tuition cost to salary cost. The higher that number is, the worse case you're in, right? In other words, if you see a ratio with a three, that means for every $3 you spend on tuition, you're going to make $1 once you graduate, okay? If you see a three, $3 tuition in, out comes a dollar, okay? I wouldn't even look at any school that had a tuition to starting salary ratio higher than a three. So let's look at some the top 50, quote unquote, top 50 colleges in the country and their ratios, okay? Stanford actually doesn't have a bad ratio. It's 3.6. I never would have thought that, but um, they they cost three hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. The average person coming out after a few years makes about ninety five, right? There's some crazy ones up here though. USC and California. So, so we're looking at this, so let's we're talking about this 
a, uh, after six years. I think that's like a fair way to look at it because right. getting out off the jump, yeah, you're, you're pretty much starting from square one. I think people need to know that you could spend $300,000 and come out at $29,000 on average, that, but yes. we'll, we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and we'll we'll talk about what it's like six years after coming out, what, what right. the average so, is. Well, so this is six years after enrollment for a lot of these. Um, they're very crafty on the wording, but if you yeah. look at some of these, you have some big name schools up here, right? And you know, you know, uh, let's just pick out a couple, right? Like Dartmouth and Brown, okay? Um, an 8.8 ratio, all right? The average starting salary as an English major, that's like what they're known for. Is thirty four thousand dollars. You're going to spend three hundred thousand dollars to make thirty four. Okay, they're above. Yeah. They're above average for most majors, though. Most of their majors, they make about seventy thousand, which is still a four point one. So again, most people would be proud if their kid went to Brown. I'm not going to Brown, right? Um, you know, some of these other ones. You got Georgetown. Okay, Georgetown, a three point nine. Um, but some of these, it's it's mind blowing that these things are over the course of four years three hundred thousand dollars, dude. That's so the that's top so fifty much. schools in the country all average between like seventy two and eighty thousand dollars a year, right? You can go to the U- University of Rochester for music, coming out making nineteen thousand dollars. That ratio is a sixteen. Okay, that's a three hundred thousand dollar education to make twenty. Another thing I'd like to highlight here is the nursing program at a school like U of Rochester. Nursing's a great thing to go to school for. You can come out making 65 grand, right? That's like the national average is, is right in that neighborhood. But why would you pay $300,000 for a 4.6 ratio to make the same thing as somebody at a cheaper school? Like much cheaper. Right? So you, I, I bet, and we're going to look at this, there's a school in Florida with a ratio that's a one or a two for nursing, and you're going to make the same salary coming out. Right, Yale. How about Yale? Everyone knows Yale, right? You'd be proud to go to Yale. That's a four. Okay. Um, Caltech has a great ratio because of what they have as as their most popular majors. That's a three point six. And then we get down to some some mainstream ones. How about Harvard? Harvard three point two. So okay, like I said, I, if you're in the three range, I'd consider it. That's when I would start to consider it. Okay, but you get down to Ohio State, Penn State, you're looking at ratios in the fours and the fives. You look at Alabama, you're up at, at five. You look at Georgia, you're up at, a, at an eight for something like biology. Okay, so you, again, you look at these schools, go onto the website, take a look at this student loan calculator. It has ratios for a bunch of these schools. And if you don't see a school on there that you want to be interested in, look it up. This information is not hard to find. There's Glassdoor College Simply. You can go on these uh, these schools' websites. You can find out the tuition. This is not very difficult, okay? What I would like to point out is the difference between state schools and a lot of the schools that I that I had mentioned. If you look at the top 50 schools, um, most of them are private institutions, right? They charge 250, 300, 350, a, you know, for a tuition, 100,000, right? Um, and your ratios are really high. When you get down to state schools, you, you get to see some better numbers, right? You get to see stuff in the threes and in the twos, but only for certain majors, mm-hmm. right? Because at this point, you're looking at tuitions that are less than $50,000, you know, many for in-state tuitions, right? You're going to see 
you know, FAU, FGCU, less than $20,000, right? UCF, less than $20,000. All these ratios are in the ones and twos. That's a great ratio. So that's why a lot of people go to state school because, again, you go for something like nursing, you're going to make the same amount of money for a cheaper education, okay? You get more return on that investment. Now, when you dive into these majors at each school, that's where you really see the difference, right? Because when for some of these schools, you look and their, their majors will have a ratio of a four or a five, but when you get to construction management, computer engineering, civil engineering, you have ratios in the ones, right? But then when you look at psychology and biology, even the cheap schools have ratios above a three, okay? Psychology and biology, you're looking at an average, rate, average starting salary of less than $35,000 a year, yeah. right? So again, this information is great. And now we get to the good part. Now we get to the really sexy part. We get to that last tab. So what we go through on this last tab are salaries, averages across the country, no matter what the major is, but we compare them to what trades make. Okay, so for all of you people, like I said, there's a lot, like I said last week on the podcast, there are a lot of people telling you that it's noble to go into the trades, right? Screw being noble. I'm not here to talk about being noble. If you look at the trades, not only do you often, not only do you not really need to pay anything for these, but you can often get paid to get this education. So the ratio is more than infinite. It's better than infinite when you divide by zero, right? So average starting salaries by college major in the US. Okay, I highlighted in green on these tabs the ones that have to do with engineering. Chris, for those of people who can't see it, on that list, where are all the green? <laughs> where are all the green majors? Yeah, they're on the top half of that list. <laughs> top half of the list: fire protection engineer, plumbing engineer, structural engineer, civil engineer, mechanical engineer, electrical engineer. You guys see a, a common theme here: construction management, architecture, all in the top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Also in the top ten, you can get some economics degrees, right? Some very specific ones: nursing, like we already talked about, computer science. Obviously, there is a huge need for computer science right now. At the bottom of the list, we see things like finance, communications, business, liberal arts, biology, journalism, marketing, film, every single one of those that I just listed, less than $50,000 to start. The last four or five, liberal arts, biology, journalism, marketing, less than $40,000. And those are the most popular majors you tend to see. But I was just going to, I was just wondering if, if you ever have a chance to go back and look and see like what the trend is of more and more people joining those because you see those kind of degrees more frequently than you see engineering, civil engineering, mm-hmm. electrical, construction, all that kind of stuff. So right. I'm wondering if it's also like a saturation thing. So I think it could be a saturation thing, but I also think that it's it's what people find value in, right? Especially like there's right tangible now. value in an engineer, what an engineer can do. There's tangible value mm-hmm. in a construction um, professional, what they deliver to you. People can touch it. They can feel it. They can it can immediately impact them. What is a marketing person tangibly going to do for me? Yeah. Right? That's a very subjective thing to bring to somebody. Super subjective. Super subjective. But you look at, you know, even the top 50 of these schools, some of the majors that are listed, their most popular majors, film, art, English, um, medical, which isn't like becoming a doctor. That's like a bachelor's degree that makes you 50 grand a year. Um, Liberal arts, poli-sci. There's three schools on this top 50 list that when you look up what what they're best at, they're listed as number one, number five, and number six women's college. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. 
it's going to teach you how to be a woman or, or, <laughs> or is it that we deliver the most value to the women that come here? Because when I look at it and, you know, we got the number one women's school in the country and their tuition to starting salary ratio is a 6.1, there are better options out there for women. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah. Right. And that, they're not the only one. I mean, they're actually the one with the best ratio on this list. Right. So let's go, let's go into the traits. So everything that I just listed, those construction majors, the averages across the country, you're looking at between for the for the bulk of them between sixty five and seventy five thousand dollars at a starting salary. When the other popular majors that people go to school for are in like the thirty five to forty five range, yeah. okay, that is a huge difference for the same tuition you're going to go to the same school for. Okay, that's where you get the best ratio is when you go to something construction related, you're going to get the best tuition to starting salary ratio. Well, and just like, like I was talking about before, I got lucky that I, my, I had my education paid for. Like I lucked out on that because I thought that going through, you know, middle school, high school, college, all these things, you get fed this stuff, like you got to do it, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to start off higher salary, all that stuff. Then when I got out, it was like, I looked around and it was the same jobs that were just readily available for mm -hmm. you were call centers, entry-level marketing, entry-level sales, like all these things that were, you could have not gotten a degree and I could have been making the same amount of money doing that. So right. it was, it was a, a real jolt of like, I thought that I was just getting this, like almost like a free pass into an easier way or like, getting past the hard part because I already did that. That's why I went here. Right. And then you hit the real world and you're like, the hell? Like <laughs> nobody told me this, yeah. right? Like nobody told me that college was going to cost this much and I was going to get this little in return. Yeah. Right. I mean, you think of psychology or biology, you're like, man, you got to be a freaking brainiac. You got to be a scientist to be a psychologist or biologist. Well, you're clearly not good at math. Or you <laughs> clearly didn't just break out the Google machine and check out how much money you were going to make. Cause you're going to spend tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to make $30,000 a year. There's yeah. somebody that that lives um, in our neighborhood, right? Because we, we live in the same neighborhood. And uh, he, he's the dude that's always kicking the bag in the gym. He, okay. Scares the crap out of me. Right? <laughs> but he, he's going to school right now for biology. And he realized, like, that's a really popular major in Florida because marine biology, whatever. But he's realizing, like, dude, I'm wasting my money right now because I'm already making better money than I'm ever going to make yeah. with anything that I can do with a biology degree. And of course, like we need people that know biology, but right, leave that for somebody else. Yeah. Like, or, or you better love it because you're going to be poor yeah. <laughs> for a long time. Right. So let's talk about the trades because I think this is going to shock many people. Okay. So again, the highest starting salary rate, uh, the highest starting salary jobs coming out of college that I could find were in the mid seventies, right? This is after you paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for school. I pulled all of the labor rates for trades in Boston, the prevailing wage rates. This is for These are for guys and women who have graduated from an apprenticeship, right? So they've been getting paid to get an education. Um, some of them are four years. Some of them are two years. Some of them, you don't, it's not even formal, but a company will get you up to that level, right? Carpenter, uh, sp sprinkler and gas fitter, $68 an hour. That's $136,000 a year. That's before you contribute anything to your health, your pension, work an hour of overtime, okay? You got plumber, 
You want to be a union plumber in Boston? $128,000 a year. Okay? Uh, pipe, uh, HVAC pipe fit, $100,000 a year. I mean, an elevator construction. Elevators are great to work on. You, you could build elevators for a living for $112,000 a year. You could do demo for $83,000 a year. You could be swinging a, a sledgehammer. You could paint. You could be a painter and a taper for $40.91 an hour. You could make $81,000 a year, and this is before you even do an hour of overtime, which you then get sometimes time and a half, sometimes double time. You want to work a holiday? You get paid triple time. Okay, and, and even on top of that, you're getting the best medical benefits. You are getting a pension. You are getting an annuity. You are building wealth that will allow you to retire early, right? So it's like you could go into debt and you can make decent money coming out, which is totally fine. I mean, it's what I did, right? Obviously, construction is related. Things in college are the best. Or you can get paid to get educated and then still make sometimes double or triple what college graduates are making. This evidence is here. You can Google this. Go on your state website, find out what prevailing wages are, and some people will say, oh, well, those are union jobs. The non-union people don't make that much. You know why a lot of people don't want to go union? Because they don't want anybody telling them what they, what they have to make or what they can charge somebody or what they have to pay somebody while they're learning, okay? When you get outside of that, a lot of guys, again, in our neighborhood, I talked to an electrician who never graduated high school, he never graduated college, and he never was in a union shop. He made $10,000 last week as an electrician, right? Yeah. So this is just the floor. Again, These you can still make this money and then go into the office as a manager. You can go into the office as an executive. You can start your own company. You can be your own solo, you know, one-man show or one-woman show and charge way more than this. And people will pay it because there are not enough people around to bring this tangible value that people need so much and that will never go away. It's crazy, dude. This is... Yeah, I'm like, shit, what am I doing, dude? <laughs> what are we doing in here, right? We should have been carpenters or sprinkler fitters. And I mean, a sprinkler fitter, I'm not talking about sprinklers in your yard, guys. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like sprinkler systems in commercial buildings, right? Plumbing and gas. Marble and tile, 121000 You know, uh, a mason, okay? Somebody that does brick, 116 uh, a, a roofer, 189 Flo Flooring, you want to lay carpet? You can make $85,000 a year laying carpet as a prevailing wage in, in the city of Boston. Okay, so... This is crazy. So, again, people want to talk about nobility. You know what's noble? Being able to put food on the table for your family at $136,000 a year with a skilled trade, something that you need a license for. You know what's noble? Being able to pass that knowledge on to somebody else. You know what's noble? Having money to build wealth for those around you right? Yeah. Handing off these skills to other people. And to be honest with you, you know what's funny? I don't know, and I just thought of this right now. You look at the amount of money that these guys are making. I don't know one person that has a trade, a skill set that's poor or that's hungry. In fact, actually, I think it enables some people to be drug addicts because they have so much freaking money, <laughs> right? If you want to be a drug addict. Yeah, if you want to be a drug addict, the best way to do it is to make them a lot of money in the trades, <laughs> right? No. But the, the point is, is that even when, you know, you, you, your life is falling apart around you, your skill set still puts an above average amount of money to put food on the table for yourself, for the people around you. And, 
there's just no better way to serve the community and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well, yeah. I'd recommend people go check this out. Go download it because this is pretty eye-opening. Uh, and I'm glad we can talk through this while uh, we're looking at it. And I think if people go back and actually look at this, they pull it up while they're listening, um, you'll get a lot out of this because we were given some pretty light estimates in terms of costs of what this actually looks like. So I don't know. Check it out. Reach out. Let us know what you think. And Check it out. Go to prime2rise.com, prime, the number two, rise.com. Um, you'll log in, and it'll spit this at you. In the fu- Right now, this is the only tool that is on there. In the future, there will be standard schedules, submittal logs, uh, checklists, uh, estimating tools, things like that. So prime2rise.com. We'll see you next time.